Hi everyone, this is Susie Maluso from Ram Radio, reporting from the Fort Smith Regional Art Museum, located in beautiful downtown Fort Smith, Arkansas, where we bring you the best in fine art exhibitions, art education programs, and exciting events. We're sitting down with Dina Kramer, who won the 2020 Maximum Exposure Photo Contest. How are you doing today, Dina? I'm doing fine. Oh, thank you so much for uh, working us into your schedule. It's good to be here. With the Maximum Exposure win, she won a solo show here at RAM, which we're so excited. It's We're loading up the gallery as we speak with her beautiful art. Could you tell us, uh, our listeners, a little something about yourself? Well, I've lived in, in Arkansas for about 35 years. I grew up in my, my childhood in Missouri. I've always been a fan of the outdoors, camping, fishing. Some of my earliest memories, I remember playing in a creek that I lived near, and I'd rather be doing that than playing with toys in the house. And I live in Johnson County now in the foothills of those Ark Mountains. Oh, I heard that is absolutely beautiful territory. Oh, it is, and it, and it is just gorgeous, and the and I think Johnson County has some of the highest waterfall count anywhere in the in the country. Ooh. When did you realize that you wanted to be a photographer? Well, I, I dabbled with it a little bit in my youth, and I had a, a camera, and I eventually kind of wore it out. And for years, I'd like to be, but I didn't really pursue it until... 2012, I decided I wanted to get seriously into photography, so I bought a camera. I was I wanted a new hobby, and also um, we had some swans that visited the lake where I live, and I wanted to get a really good photo of those swans. I, I'd taken some with a point and shoot that were okay, but I wanted to get up close and learn how to do it really well. And also, I have I've had Rottweilers for several years, and mm-hmm. black dogs are notoriously hard to photograph. I had a, a good studio photo made of one of my Rottweilers at Bedford's years ago when they had a studio. I wanted to learn how to do it that well. I bought my camera, plunged into it. What camera did you buy? I bought a Sony um, Alpha 65. It was my first camera with kit lenses. I'd, I'd had a point-and-shoot Sony that had lasted for years, and I really liked the quality of that. It was just a little point-and-shoot. So I looked into Sony and found that one. Soon found out through some study that the old Minolta lenses worked with that camera. They were a native fit. So I started adding a few of those. I later, I guess about three years later, I bought an Alpha 77-2. And I still, that's, I've been using that camera for five years now. Still love my old Minolta lenses. And <laughs> I, I do have a couple of, few that are non-Minolta, but I love my Minoltas. are my favorites. I see that you use a technique impressionistic intentional camera movement yes i i found i was um, attending a tim Ernst workshop in 2017 in the fall and one day uh, during our workshop we were getting ready to go to lunch and tim was driving us up on cave mountain in newton county and he stopped along a place along the road a minute and he said i'd like to show you all a, a technique really quick before we go to lunch this is just a quick thing so we took out our gear which included that time a neutral density filter. And he said, and he showed us how to do these intentional camera movement. And basically, it's moving the camera while the shutter is open. And there's a little more to it than that. Of course, all the principles of photography go into the photo just the same as any photo. You know, depth of field, focus, you know, all the light, all those things. So, but you have a longer shutter speed. 
So he showed us just briefly how to do this in one technique. I saw the picture I made later and thought, oh, that's interesting. But I didn't really do much with it for, I guess, early 2019. I was in a peach orchard one day making some photos at an open house, and I thought, goodness, this might be a place to try this because there's so much. It was kind of a overcast day when I could do it. Um, it wasn't too much light, and I could lengthen my shutter speed with a neutral density lens. So I thought, I'll just try that here just for fun. And I kind of, when I got the results, I was kind of really intrigued by it. So I kind of plunged headlong into it, and that's been about two years ago. I really love the technique, and I found out through this that um, it's really one of my favorite ways to do it. It's kind of, I figured out how the way I see a lot of the world and how I interpret it. And one thing, I noticed that if I go back through my photos, I can see where I kind of wanted to do it, but I didn't know what I was wanting to do. But I can see now that that's where I was headed. Sometimes you see that in hindsight. Some of the places I would go back to do photos, and I, I would go back again and again, and I never could quite capture what I wanted. Didn't quite put my finger on it, but now I know that it was ICM because I'll go back to those locations, and I've made ICM photos, and I think that's what I wanted to do. I'm going to keep pursuing that. It's really, I've really fallen in love with it, and I really enjoy doing that. I still do traditional you know, non-moving photos too, but I really enjoy the ICM. You won the Maximum Exposure Photography Contest here at RAM with your image Milky Way over Kings River Falls. How did you capture this image? When I first started with my camera, of course I wanted the swans and the rottweilers, but about not too long after that, or about that time, Tim Ernst came out with a book of night photography. And I was just so intrigued by that. And also I bought a photo from him that was a night work. I was absolutely um, interested in doing that. I was going to learn how to do it. So I started applying myself. And, and I'd been to Kings River Falls, so I attended a, a Tim Merch night workshop. And he showed the techniques how to how to take these photos. Really, you can do it with a, you know any digital camera. You need a special ultra-wide lens. But I learned how to do this at his workshop. After the workshop, I went out to Kings River Falls and did a, a photo there. It's basically a mile walk in. So I, I, my first attempt, I was semi-happy with the photo. But the next, and the water was not very high that, at that time. It was not a lot of water. So after the workshop, I went, I decided to try my hand at some of these photos. So I tried a few around uh, different places. But I decided to try Kings River Falls. The first time I went, the water was not very high. It was, I was semi-happy with it, but the next summer, um, I know that, uh, this was 2017, I knew that the the Milky Way stands straight up over the direction of that falls at early in the evening, like right after sunset. Now, in the spring, I've seen many photos of that place made where it kind of lies over the bluff on the side. But as you get through the summer, the Milky Way wheels around to where it's straight up right after dark and it'd be right over the falls. So we were fortunate in 2017 to have a week in late August when the falls would be when the Milky Way would be standing up like that over the falls and we got a lot of rain that week it just rained and rained and rained and normally the Kings River Falls the water in August just almost disappears um, it gets very very low as far as the water coming over you'll have a little pool there but but not much flow but that week it rained so much that we had quite a good flow 
So I decided to go out, and I put on my women's group. that I belong to a women's photography group. And I said, anybody wants to come out and go with me, we can, can go out and try to take our pictures. So a couple of friends came out. It's way out. If you know where Kings River Falls is, it's pretty far out there in Newton County. Or in the, yeah, Newton County. I think it's Madison County, actually. Kind of on the county line. <laughs> so, But it's pretty. you drive down to a remote place, and then you walk in about a mile to the falls. So we walked in in the evening, and we set up our tripods there on the on the gravel bar. And it had been raining, so there were a few little wispy clouds, but we didn't let that stop us because it was such perfect conditions. We made our pictures, and, of course, I was pretty happy with what we turned up with. But we, uh, when you do a Milky Way, if you want some of the landscape, you need to light paint because the only way a Milky Way will show up, you have to have a dark sky. It has to be a very clear, or a clear night where you can see the stars, and no moon because it'll the moon will overpower the stars so it's very dark all you have is starlight so if you want to um, accentuate the landscape you have to use a use a very small LED light just one little tiny one and just while well, your shutters open you just kind of illuminate that so we did that we practiced a few times it turned out we're pretty happy with what we came up with but very fortunate to have so much water over the falls that time of year it's just not normal so that's a beautiful shot. Oh, thank oh, you. I uh, love that image. Uh, where will your next artistic adventures take you? Is there something that you're looking for? Well, I'm hoping to go out west um, this year. Hopefully the pandemic will allow me to do that. But um, where Georgia O'Keeffe made a lot of her art, that area, mm-hmm. and as well as the Grand Canyon. Um, it's been a few years since I was there. A little bit more accomplished at photography now. And so I'm hoping to do do some photography there. I really love the Southwest. I'm hoping that's where I go next. Oh, that sounds fantastic. All right, everyone, that was Ram Radio. And I'd like to thank Dina Creamer for sitting down and discussing her photography with us. Thank you so much, Dina. And thanks for having me. And I really appreciate Ram giving me this opportunity. It's just amazing, and I never thought I'd have an opportunity like this. And helping new artists start out is just really wonderful. Appreciate it very much. Oh, yes. Her new show, February 4th through May 16th. Don't miss Dina Creamer's Arkansas Impressions. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. Well, folks, that wraps up our show for today. But before we leave, let me thank all of RAM's members, donors, and corporate sponsors. They make RAM and this program possible. Our exhibitions are always free, so please stop by the museum and enjoy the galleries and consider supporting our mission by becoming a member or a partner. Thank you for listening to RAM Radio. This is Susie Maluso of the Fort Smith Regional Art Museum signing off. Until next time. I'll see you at the museum.